is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Hey, it's Sunday and footy talk is alive and well. Jimmy Graham and Jobo, we're going to unpack all things rugby league. We'll start with the Dogs and the Sharks and whether Nico Hines can be the 5'8 for New South Wales. And we're also going to be touching on that desperation Cowboys win. What about the defence at the end? Wasn't it sensational? Yeah, it certainly was. Peter Volandis has come out and fired a shot across the bow of Rugby Union. We'll discuss that and so much more. It's Ginger and Dobbo, Footy Talk, a listener podcast. Welcome to Sunday, and we are Anzac Round, Round 8. James Graham and Dobbo with you. So much to get through. Let's talk first game. Cronulla 33, the Bulldogs 20. You were at this game, Jimmy, um, and although the score reflects a dominant performance in a lot of ways by the Sharks, the real story for me out of this one, the big highlight factor is that the Bulldogs, although they got the loss, showed some real improvement in areas that we haven't seen. A lot of fight. They held in it uh, at different stages. Yes, there were some errors at, at important parts of the game, and, and Sharks did it easy in different areas. But their goal line defence yesterday looked a lot better. Their desperation at different moments looked a lot better, and slowly but surely we're seeing the Cameron Serrato type of style of football coming into this Bulldog side. Yeah, well, there's a couple of traits that um, speak volumes after yesterday's game. The grit, the determination, but also not giving in. Yeah. They're not a team that's just going to fold and give up. So, you know, it, it was a, a really a dominant start from Cronulla. Uh, Will Kennedy with a, you know, yeah, in the first... <laughs> Yeah. First hot, well, first 20 minutes. Yeah, I reckon it was first 20. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, you know, the, the Bulldogs at different stages threat or, or threatened to, to blow away and go out of reach, but the Bulldogs just kept on hanging in there. And, you know, the, unfortunately, the, the, the dogs gave up not just too many errors, but too many errors on early in the tackle count. Yeah. And there's a big difference between, so I know we look at the error count. Uh, in games and, and you know the, the Sharks actually made more errors than the Bulldogs but the Bulldogs made them at crucial times and at crucial points in the set so early in the set that's you're giving away six tackles there you're giving away five or six opportunities and you're giving you giving away um, that opportunity to, to really put the pressure on on the Cronulla Sharks it happened far too frequently in, in last night's game but I've got to give credit to, to Cameron Serraldo and the, and, and the boys there they are massively, massively down on troops. Yeah, they you, really you, are. You, you won't hear that spoken about. You will not hear that spoken about. And down on troops in a high proportion of their salary cap as well. So, look, I think um, considering the situation, you know, the, the Bulldogs fans can be pleased with what they're seeing because Cam is is laying the foundation. And I know when Cam came and a couple of big signings, there was a lot of excitement in the air, but this uh, this for me was never going to be an overnight success. It was, they're building something there and that's why I talk about the word foundation and you can see what he's trying to, to implement, the changes he's trying to implement. And I think with, um, you know, with that little bit more experience, more class, uh, of player of cattle caliber of player in in that in that uh, blue and white jersey 
we'll, we'll start to see results turn. There's certainly, despite the fact of a loss, there's, there's lots of positives to take from that game. You played a lot of football with this guy, but what they'd give for a year with a Josh Jackson in that forward pack. Uh-huh. Just, you know, like, th- th- to me, watching them last night, um, and yes, Tavita's got experience, King, Reed Marnie, but just that wise, hard, defensive head that can keep them calm, knows how to get out, out of your own half, that Josh Jackson type of footballer. They're just, to me, it looks that's what they're missing at the moment. And they've got them there. They've just got a hell of a lot of injuries at the yeah, moment. Yeah, well, 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 one of Josh's greatest attributes is his leadership as well. Yeah. So it is such a young team, I, I think. I, yeah. You know, they're, they're one of the youngest in terms of average ages, and they've got the oldest statesman in the comp, or one of them in Josh Reynolds as well. So he tips it yeah. a little bit more towards the... Uh, the oldest more, the, the older, uh, ticks that average age north it probably accounts everyone for an extra year but without him there they they, they really are a young inexperienced team so look that the, the leadership um, really helps in those situations about not compounding your errors or or making sure you, you don't do those things again but um, look like I say I think there's so many positives to see yeah guys like Josh Jackson um, a younger Josh Reynolds you know that there are there are some players but they they've gone they need to move on from them yeah um, those players are currently being developed and, and, and acquiring those skills and learning those skills. Again, Josh Jackson didn't necessarily have these attributes overnight. They were um, instilled in him and ingrained in him and almost like a learned behavior, what, what to do in, in tough moments. So, look, that that's still still coming along, but plenty of positive signs. And Cronulla, wow. Um, a lot of people... Uh, at the you know the the quarter mark of the season, before these previous two results, um, sort of questioning whether last season was a was a was, was, anomaly, a, was, yeah. was, was a fortunate one, and perhaps other teams weren't as as up to standard, and the Sharks took advantage of that. But you know, after a real high quality win against the Roosters, going in as huge favourites against against the, the the Bulldogs, Will Kennedy in those opening... 22 opening minutes, he had three tries. Unbelievable. Uh, and he had one disallowed in the process as well. He was very, very good. Nico Hines, it, I mean, Dalian medal winner last year, but his form so far this season has been sublime. He, he, he makes a huge difference. To be fair, Moylan makes a big difference as well in that side. He, he really does. He gives Nico a lot of room um, and a lot of space. I watched Thursday night, and we all did, and it, it was a, a titanic battle, oh. South versus Penrith. And, and Luai, in that moment, to be fair, he stepped up. He, he got his hands on the ball. I don't know if he was as effective as they would have hoped for, but he, he did a lot. Now, he's the incumbent 5'8 in New South Wales. Take and put your New South Wales selection cap on the moment. Do you go with Nico Hines in that sixth jersey? I, I, I realise we're three weeks away from selection. Or do you stick true with that combination that has bored so much success in Cleary and also uh, Jerome Loy? Wow. It, everybody's split on this. Yeah. Everybody's split on this, Dobbo. And it, it's impossible to ignore the, the, the form of Nico Hines. For me, I, if I was Freddie Fittler um, and, the, and Greg Alexander and the rest of the people that have influence in, in selecting this New South Wales team it would be, my investigation would be, can Nico Hines complement Nathan Cleary? Can he play as a six to him as the seven? 
That's the question. I think if the answer to that is yes, you go with Hines. If the answer to that is no, they're too similar and they're two genuine sevens, the answer to that is no. I say this with the deepest respect, and you have a far greater football knowledge than me, but Cleary has achieved everything in the NRL competition week on week. Two premierships, he's got them to a grand final. He's won a World Cup. He was outstanding in the World Cup. But I I still feel that he hasn't played to his true potential for New South Wales at origin level. And I don't know whether or not that is because of the familiarity that what you're just talking about, that combination with Jerome and and obviously Nathan, that they play so much together that they get worked out and whether or not having someone different in the halves, what you're suggesting might be the right way forward. Maybe having somebody fresh might, because I watched Nathan Cleary in that World Cup and, you know, that final, he, he just took control. He said, this is me, I'm going to put my hand up. You've given me the you've given me the side over Daly Cherry Evans. You've backed me, now it's my turn. I, I, I honestly, I understand he's elite. He could be the best in the game. Without, he could be the best player in the game. He's in the conversation. But at origin level, to me, he hasn't performed to the level that we've seen. Well, Let's not forget, Dollar. He's twenty-five. Yeah, I, I realise. What, what what series would this be? Would this be his? Well, uh, this will be his fourth. His fourth. Yep. Look, he's he, one-one. Yeah. Look, I, n- n- no doubt we've we've arguably not seen the the Penrith style of performance. But Penrith are used to blowing teams off the park. That's not going to happen um, each and every time an Origin series come up come, comes about. And 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 he's he's got to take control in that in that Penrith team. Yeah, the, there's other stars, but they all know he's the man. Where at Origin level, perhaps it, it is a little bit different. Um, look, I'd love I, to see Hines and him in a common. I, I, I mean, if you're looking at a side, I think the Hines Cleary combination. Either way, there it's a great halves combination. Yeah, I mean, take nothing away from Jerome Luai as a five eight, like you know, elite. But gee whiz, it does excite me seeing, thinking Cleary and Hines. Yeah, I, I, I know. This is my point about the New South Wales selectors. Can they play together? So, yeah. you know, we talk about combinations, but it's also knowing each other's patterns of play. Yeah. So not interfering on one another. Staying like, out of the way. Staying out of the way, not overcalling the ball. So, you know, Luai would know when he looks up and sees if he's on that left left edge, he'd know if he needs the ball or not. Or if he knows that Nathan's in a better position than he is, yeah. Based on those combinations, these are the inv- like the invisible things that most people would don't even know. Would, yeah. would not don't even, even be, think about. Would, it wouldn't even be on, on on the radar of their universe. But Luai would stand there and no, 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 get the ball to Nathan. Yeah, and the, and he wouldn't call for the ball where perhaps with Nico and Nathan that might take some more time to, to come together. And hey, this, this, this is just one area that I'm focusing on of a, you know, a, a, a multitude of areas that, that they need to look at about whether or not these two can play together. I think the romantic, the, the romantic in us all goes, oh, we want to see Heinz, Gallian winner, pin-up boy of the NRL, um, you know, made such a, a positive impact to, to his his team th- this season, and we want to see if this can work because you know he he lights up games. And- yeah, he certainly does. He certainly does. Thirty three points to twenty Sharkies over the Bulldogs. Let's get to the second game, um, and this game 
is equally as concerning as promising. Cowboys 18, Knights 16. We will be talking about the return of Caelan Ponga. He came on in the 23rd minute. Can I just ask you as a former rugby league great, did you, did you find that strange? Yes. I, I found it really strange. Really strange. If you're ready to go. You're ready to go. And if you're the best footballer in that team, why would you not have him starting from the beginning? I I, I understand all Adam O'Brien had all these theories and he wanted to let Tyson Gamble take the sting out of the game. But he's the best player in your team by daylight. No disrespect to everybody else. And you start him from the bench. He watches the first 23 minutes of the game and he actually came on after the Cowboys had scored a try. So he went to the end goal after the Cowboys yeah. had scored a try. It, I it, found it strange. It, 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 it was strange, Dobber. It, it really was. I, I, and not only on a performance aspect, but also on an aspect of coming back from an injury like that, you just want to get out there. You, you don't want that nervous energy. And Caelan uh, Ponga seems like a pretty relaxed guy. So, you know, I'm just speaking from my, my own experience. Um, I just wanted to get that first one over and done with, coming back from any sort of sure. concussion issue. So um, it did seem strange. And when, you're right, he, he's the best player. And if it was a, a, a hamstring injury or, or something like that, he's going to get it. He's going to play. He's going to start. Yeah. He's, he's just going to, you know, or, or shoulder. Let's just get get in the mix and, and get it done. But um, look, I don't think there'll be any question whether or not he starts. Um, <laughs> no, no, he's next back week next onwards, week. But, um, well, the, the Cowboys are a big worry for me, Jimmy, and, and I mean that seriously. I understand their narrative will be, well, we can now get out. We've, we've had a win. We've grind one out. And th- their scrambling defence at the very end oh. was unbelievable. But there seems... Outside looking in, and I'm not not the expert here. They're a shadow of their side. They're a shadow of the side that went to a prelim last year. Yeah, they, they, they are Ben. Um, they they really are. They they're not the same team. They don't carry the same um, aura about them. And you just talked about Cronulla, apples yeah. and apples. Yeah, that, that second, very, third. So those both those sides were the teams that everybody was surprised by. I think the Sharks have stayed there, or if not, got better. The Cowboys at the moment have dropped have dropped down. Yeah, they, look, one thing they needed yesterday, not a performance, a, a win. win. Yeah. They needed a win and they got that. And when I look back at their game as well, like to do it without Tamalolo yep. and to do it with, with 15 men, Todd Payton had two players on the interchange bench that he didn't use. So, yeah. That, that reeks of desperation for, for a victory. Like, he'd rather have, you know, a, a, a McLean out there past past his, past his you know, um, maximising yeah. minutes. Like, so you, usually a player has got those sort of minutes that they can play to, but then once they go past that, their, their impact dwindles and they're there just to make sure, just on clean-up duty or more than anything or reputation. So, for... For Todd Payton not to go to his interchange bench when you look at how exhausted the players look well, at the end of the game. Well, the reason I think that, and this is it, the reason why is because on Thursday night, they take on Cronulla at Points Bet Stadium. So Cronulla, who played in the early game against the Dogs, take on the Cowboys. Now, Todd Payton has obviously thought, no. well, that's no. well, you give me another reason why he leave two off who don't play. 
Like it, it makes no sense. Be, 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 because, well, I think Chester's there as as, as, a, as, a, as a utility backup, yeah. and we see Paramount yeah. do that. Yeah. Well, and plenty of other teams do that, but um, that they just that, like I say, it goes down to I. I'm just going to trust these guys to do a job and hold on. So you're not going to you know when you bring the sort of younger forward on. Well, Cowan Hess did. Cowan Hess did that. He, that, that, that he saved he saved yeah, that yeah. try at the end. He, yeah, he was I mean, hanging, he, yeah, yeah. he played tough at the back end, and yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that for him for a so, while. So it's those little moments that um, you your more senior players can, can come up with, but then that they lose a little bit in attack. And you know, the, the Cowboys back five contribution was was phenomenal. They needed to be because their forwards were you know working tires. Scott late. Scott Drinkwater and Val Holmes are elite. Drinkwater yeah. looked dangerous every time he got his yeah. hands on the what, ball. What, he had space. Um, Val is he, he just got better and better and better. But I, I, I'm concerned about Chad Townsend. I, I, I really am, and and and, and a, he is a premiership player. There is no two ways. He's won a premiership for Cronulla. He's been a stalwart, but he he looks a, a fraction slow at the moment. And I don't know. And I've never been a back. I've never even had the luxury of wearing playing in the backs. Never once, unless I was loitering back on side. But. <laughs> I, I, to me, he looks a fraction slower than what he's been in the last twelve months. We'll, 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 we'll Dobbo, look. What, they, what did I say? They needed more than anything. A win. Yeah, they, they got, got it, that. and that might just help Chad Townsend. And you know, when when you look back to to last year, uh, before a ball was kicked, a lot of people were really questioning, really questioning the, the acquisition of Chad Townsend and the signing of him from the Cowboys. And we were proven wrong. We were, proven we, were, wrong. we were proven wrong. Him and Dearden, oh, what's going on there? How can they do this? But he's, he, you know, w- with the excitement that they've got, he, he's not there for, for, for pace. He's there for kicking, creativity, organization. Steer them around, steer them around. Steer them around. And that's what he did so well last year. He wasn't there making breaks left, right, and center. Yeah, you're right. He was there to, cr- to make create, sure. get the ball in the right areas, kick well, leadership skills. So your leadership skills are Great while the the going's good, but when the going's tough, that's when true leaders have to shine. And you know, you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. You don't know the, the influence that Chad Townsend's having. So you know, we we do look at the eighty minutes and like say they needed a win, but perhaps they they need that 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 experience of Chad Townsend in the key position to to know how to get them to the victory. He's not going to do breakaway tries. No. He's he he. We all know that, and we'd be naive to to expect that from him. But um, look, the the win will do the confidence um, of the Cowboys an absolute world. Good Drinkwater had his best game all year, um, which is really like it. He he's gonna. I think that will give him the confidence and the belief that he is capable of replicating it. It's not a one season wonder. Nah. And he'll be. I think you know the, the competition will be. It'll be better for him having that that real confident, confident performance, impactful performance, highly influential performance, and of course the victory. We're going to take a break. This is Footy Talk. It's Jimmy Graham and Dobbo with you on a Sunday. <laughs> Welcome back to Footy Talk, the listener podcast. Uh, Danny Wildler's written an article this morning, and he's part of the Footy Talk family. ARL Commission Chairman Peter Volandis has come out and wants NRL clubs to actively target Wallaby stars. They also will be given financial incentive to do so. Is this the right move by Peter Volandis or is this just the don't mess with the bull or you get the horns? Uh, he's just playing the game. Yeah. He's just playing the game, Dobbo. Uh, of, of course he is. Um, 
It's a little uh, flex of the NRL financial muscles yeah. at the moment, the flex of the NRL situation at the moment, uh, just uh, a flex of, you know, we, we are the NRL. We don't uh, we muck don't, around don't with us. Don't muck around with us. We, we're... Because you know, at the moment, the front page, Payne Haas, $1.8 million a season to go to French rugby. Everybody's going to rugby at the moment. And, like, that's the that's the narrative. Well, it's a compliment. Who would go? Who would go? Well, it's a compliment to our game. Yeah. It's a compliment to our pathway system. It's a compliment to all the people that are involved in, you know, athlete development, player development. Yeah. It's a, it's a compliment. It makes a great narrative, though, doesn't it? it? It's, it's a compliment to the, the current players that put on these shows that make our game so great that allow these players to, to be the best version of themselves in a sport where they get to be highly influential. Like, I look at people like, like Sam Burgess and, and, and Roger Tuivasa-Shek that have gone to all the codes and, and Val Holmes that went to the NFL. Well, they, they're not going to be able to have the same level of impact. No. Because the games, naturally, it's like NFL, like rugby union, they are, uh, and this isn't a criticism of those sports, but they're slower-based games. They're not as um, touch-heavy. So you look at a guy like uh, like Ro- like Roger or like Sam. You know, I'll, I'll take Sam Burgess, for example. A typical game for, for South Sydney, uh, before he went to rugby union, he'd be looking at about 20 to 25 receives a game. And that's with 10 metres of yep. space. Obviously, you know, the line... How many does he get in? How many, gets, how many six, does he get in a game of rugby union? So max. With, with limited amount of space. Yeah, no room. So, you know, when you get 25 touches of the football, you that's a, that's a lot... You know, you have, th- you have three good runs and, you know, that's... You've a, had a good day. That, that, you've had a great day. <laughs> so, you think about it from a rugby union, like an other sport yeah. perspective, you get six touches... One of them needs to be spectacular. Yeah, you're so, right. So, look, this is what our game provides to the athlete, the platform to be highly influential, put on, um, you know, highlight real stuff each and every week. So, I think it's a massive compliment. I can't realistically see. Um, look, and people get institutionalized as well. Like, if you're in, if you're in rugby, you're you, and and we live in bubbles. Like, if you're in rugby. You think that's the best game ever as well. No, the people sure. in rugby think rugby union is the best game ever. I don't. I, I, well, no, no, but people involved yeah, in the sport, do they have appreciation for other sports? But that's what they think. So, and that becomes ingrained. You're in an echo chamber. So, of course, they think that. So, why would they leave to come to this competition? This competition, Dobbo, would scare the living daylights out of anybody. Yeah. It's, it, hey, come to the NRL. Hey, it will dangle this financial carrot. Have a look at the product. Yeah. Have a look at the level of conditioning needed. Have a look at the number of tackle involvements you're going to be needed. Have a look at the number of touches. Have a have a look at the the, the platform that you're going to be on. Yeah, you know, very few people would be attracted to that. When and, and it's not there. I don't want to be in the spotlight. It's why would I leave what I've got when yeah. I'm already getting you know a good, good money, a good, good money, and don't this, have to worry about from, the, from this the brutality this, of this. this. Oh, <laughs> no thanks. You no know, no thank you. Hey, that's it from us here at the Footy Talk Podcast Sunday. Jimmy Graham and Dobbo. Uh, we will have Gordy and Emma back tomorrow and uh, so much to get through as we will cover off another weekend of awesome football, Anzac Round. It is Ben Dobbin and Jimmy Graham. We'll see you next time.